0: Welcome to Unsilent with your hosts, Dave and Brian. This is not another current events podcast. We're digging deeper, diagnosing, and discussing what's really going on today, how we
1: got here, and providing observations for future generations. Welcome to Unsilent. We're Brian and Dave. We're hoping you let us know where you think we got it right and where you think we have completely missed the point of what's going on today, which you can do by visiting unsilentpodcast.com. So let's get into it. What should we talk about today,
0: Brian? A couple of things. Uh, you know, you and I have been talking here in the last few weeks about this, this notion of we, we kind of fall in this trap of, of thinking regularly, the thing that's going to save us is, well, they wouldn't do that. Like the people in charge, yes. they wouldn't go that far. Right. Of course they wouldn't they of course they wouldn't put us in a situation where kids would like change their gender and not tell their parents of course they wouldn't do that <laughs> and then you know you fast forward 36 months and there we are right right and so there's a couple things out there two different things I want to talk to you. we kind of mash them together we get an interesting uh, possible big problem before we get to that. I heard a guy, Brett Weinstein is a guy you and I have both listened to. Yeah. He was a professor at Evergreen State College, where I just found out last week you are an alumni. Oh,
1: greeners! <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so for those people who are listening and understand what Evergreen College is, they're going to be shocked to hear that you went there. And I'm never going to let you live that down. But I suppose not. But he. He asked a question. I can't remember if he was talking to like Tucker Carlson or Joe Rogan. Or, I don't remember who it was, but he, or, or maybe just been on his podcast with it he does with. I think it's, I think it's his wife. He does podcast with anyhow. He was talking about this, this idea that, you know, if, if you can have lobbyists that can contribute X number of dollars, whatever it is to a, a federal senators campaign, you know, let's say they contribute a hundred thousand dollars. I don't know what the numbers are. Right. I don't know what the limits are. I don't know the rules on that stuff, but they contribute X amount of, amount of dollars. And then you can just more or less figure that the Senator is going to vote your way when things relative to your industry come up. Right. That's just, we don't like it and we, 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 we minimize it, but that's a thing. Right. Sure. And you know, there's the James O'Keefe guy and the OMG media uh, group talking about um, catching people on camera saying, well, you'd be shocked to hear it's only $10,000 to buy a Senator basically, you know? Yes. Yeah. And so the question he posed is this, if that's true, for corporations. If corporations can contribute enough to a senator or a legislator, lawmaker, policymaker, whatever, to their re-election campaign, and more or less figure they're going to get the favors that they want in return, sure. What's to prohibit another country from doing the same thing? What specific or there specific mechanics, where there's specific sure. rules, <clears throat> policies, laws, etc. And if there is such a thing, how is it possible we've never heard about it being invoked or we've never heard about it being applied or we've never heard we've never heard that those guys in Bangladesh tried this thing. But, man, we're lucky we <laughs> caught him because of, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever federal statute there is. What do you think about that, Dave? Is that again, I, I'm willing to say that we, sometimes I might get too far in like tinfoil land and whatever. On the other hand, we the whole notion is we've been relying upon people's good nature and sure. and courage. <laughs> coupled with having the same values and the same American traditional values and stuff, saving us sure. stuff. But what if the people in charge don't have those values or they don't have the courage or whatever? What are the mechanics that you know of that would prohibit sure. a country like Indonesia or whatever just contributing a billion dollars, let's say, into various yeah. campaigns and just getting what they want?
1: well i mean so there's two levels one there is a law the foreign agent uh, registration okay. act so that's the one i believe if i if i remember correctly that's the one was it Michael Flynn or uh, one of one of uh, Trump's uh, people got zapped un- because of some? Uh, no, it wasn't Michael Flynn. It was it was another one of his people who got zapped because they did. I think it was even Ukraine related. There's a lot, so many things sort of center on Ukraine, yeah. uh, because they didn't register as a foreign agent, uh, basically a foreign lobbyist uh, to the United States. So there, so there is a federal law that says if you are doing this, if you are working for somebody in uh, as a sort of lobbyists on their behalf for the um, for that country in the United States, you gotta register. You gotta tell the federal government, hey, I'm doing this. Um, And there have been people, there probably are people now that are in jail for not following that law. So so there is a law. Now there's a law that says they
0: have to register, but what what are the mechanics of what they can and cannot do once they register?
1: Well yeah and that I don't know. I don't know where the limits are in terms of I mean basically if you are there are plenty of foreign lobbyists that are in the country that are yeah. lobbying our people to, you know, to senators. And, and I mean, you know, there are limitations that are prescribed by law for how much money a, a sitting senator or congressman or whatever can take or in terms of gifts and such. And people have gotten zapped for, for that, for taking vacations to, you know, various countries on the dime of, uh, of a foreign government or foreign corporation. Omit those Ooh. kinds of flagrant kind of like
0: I give you cash or gold bars right. that you put in your wall or, right. or, or or I send you on a cruise to Tahiti. So let's exclude those things that are sure. um uh more extreme examples, and let's yeah. just talk about just straight up campaign donations.
1: Well, I mean, in theory, at least, foreign countries cannot donate. Foreign agent or foreign foreign countries can't donate to. American campaigns directly. But see, here's the, I think here's the real, here's where the the meat is in this discussion though. There are, there are boundaries and laws around campaign donations from foreign countries and people lobbying on behalf of foreign countries and all that. But, at the end of the day, you know money is fungible. In other words, yeah. um, you know, if if I say, Well, no, I'm uh, I, I would never fund Brian's habit of doing X, Y, or Z by giving him money to do this, but I'll be happy to pay for all of his groceries. While well, now yeah. he just uses all his money to do X, Y, or Z. So right. If you in a in a world full of of corporations and and banks and you know all sorts of different things where you can deposit money and you can go here and go there and go the other place, it's certainly possible for uh, somebody from another country, for instance, to sort of backdoor their way into buying influence. I mean, if you yeah. take a look at as an example, you know, there's a lot of discussion right now about the the Biden family and about did Joe Biden actually get actual cash. From his right. son and his brother's dealings in other countries. This is a very local issue. So they're a very, you know, temporal issue in this time. Um, but the, but the violation of the federal law is not just if you get money directly, but if some people in your sphere of influence, if, if your family, for instance, enriches themselves on your position in government, that is indeed illegal. So, but that's, that's one degree of separation. What if you go two or three or four or five degrees of separation? Yeah. There's, I guess if there's, if there's dollars, if there's money, if there's a will, there's a way.
0: Yeah. So it seems like if we accept the idea, which I think most of us do that large corporations somehow contribute money to places that people want that money to go and benefit from. Now, I don't know sure. that we can, I don't know that I could draw a map of uh, like a uh, a chain of custody form to show where the, right, how the cash right. went from this entity to, you know, whatever big corporation to whatever Senator and they went and bought a house with that. I don't think I could do that. Right. I think we kind of all accept the idea that not only is it plausible, not only is it likely, but it's all but a certainty that money goes places where people who make policies and rules and laws benefit from, for voting a certain way. Is that, that, am I overstating that? No, I mean okay. no, and can the the corporation. I think the point he was making was if it can happen for a corporation, why couldn't it happen for Ukraine? Why couldn't you know Ukraine sure. uh, is again is very topical right now. They that I heard the number, I don't remember what it is. It was it was an obscene dollar amount that I heard that they started spending on lobbyists, you know, a handful of years ago. It sure. was an enormous amount of money. Now why would they spend money on lobbyists in Washington D C that was you know like in the millions of dollars or tens of sure. millions or whatever whatever it was sure. right it was I, there's there's just so many hours a lobbyist can like be on Capitol Hill talking to people right. so it, it, it was, there's other things. so I guess that they that, which kind of leads into what we were talking about last week with like you know looking at more of a global scale of what's going on and also what we're gonna talk about today which is is kind of um, what is you know we have an, a wide open border we have Government officials who are in charge of that, who are just flat out lying, like they the borders is borders secure, like the myorcas oh, or whatever sure. said it said it many many times, and we see video every day of people just like pouring over by the by the thousands a day, like literally by the thousands a day. We see video just like it's just a conveyor belt of people. Yep. The borders closed, and we kind of had this situation where again I couldn't put my finger on the exact mechanics of how it happens, but foreign countries and foreign and global entities. Could very well be dictating how the policies are written. Is that is that a fair, fair statement?
1: Yeah, it, it's it's a fair. It's both a fair warning um, of what could indeed be going on, and a fair uh, assumption that it is, uh, because yeah. of, of again, money's fungible; it can be moved around. So we've
0: talked a lot in recent weeks about you know uh, values changing and like what was America back in 1960 and 1980 and whatever doesn't feel like those rules really apply anymore. And if you, again, you start blending this stuff together, it either takes us to a place where, again, we're in tinfoil hat land and we're being super, you know, we're, we're exaggerating things to like fit a crazy story. Or it also could just be like, Holy crap. Crap. This like paints a pretty clear picture that, that explains a lot of things. For example, I'm looking at a New York Times article from November of 2023, and it says more than 24,000 Chinese citizens have been apprehended crossing the United States border from Mexico in the past year. That's more than the 10 preceding years combined. Hmm. So we have a, a record number by tenfold of Chinese illegal immigrants coming across our border. Right. And then I'm going to play this clip for you. This is a, a news story that is uh, out of, I think this is a New York affiliate. I'm going I'm to play this for you and um, see what you think about this. And again, we put all this stuff together and it starts to kind of either paint a picture or we start getting into paranoia land, right? Oops, <laughs> Maybe I both. The wrong, <laughs> that's the wrong screen there. I'm going to share a different one. Sorry about that. Give me a second here. I'm learning how to do this. So there you um, go. let's try that one. Yes, that, that's the one. Okay, so 24,000 Chinese immigrants coming across the border in one year. Ten, uh, It's a 10x increase. And then you hear this there is no higher honor than serving your country in uniform and that honor could be extended to migrants under a new bill introduced by hudson valley congressman pat ryan called the courage to serve act this bill would offer qualified and vetted migrants an expedited path to citizenship if they serve in the military according to ryan last year the military services collectively missed recruiting goals by roughly 41,000
1: recruits leaving some crucial positions unfilled
0: If there are folks with the courage to raise their right hand, take an oath to protect and defend our Constitution and put their lives on the line for this country, then they sure as hell deserve the opportunity to be citizens in the United States of America. Okay, so we're saying here then that if you come across the border illegally from wherever and to fill the gaps that we can't fill in our recruiting for our armed services. You say you're going to serve, boom, you get citizenship. Now that sounds fantastic. Like that sounds like a a very great. That uh, sounds like a great thing to do. Except for when you start adding in these other pieces and you start looking right. at historical context and like historical similarities and like, you know, I, I've I've heard people say, "Well, anybody ever heard about how Rome fell?" <laughs> that kind right, of right.
1: Stuff.
0: And and again, this is this is one of those areas where I'm like. I don't want to be crazy conspiracy theory guy. On the other hand, I don't want to be blind to what's blatant and right in front of my face either. What do you right. What do you think? Is, is this Is this a big stretch to put these pieces together, or is it like, hey, wait a second, some of these pieces are just
1: starting to kind of fit neatly together? No, it's not a stretch at all. <clears throat> and I have, a, I have a particular uh sort of connection to that story. And, and this is how. So my dad, uh, 96 years old, is a uh, was rather born in Canada. He was Canadian citizen. He was legally in the U.S. in the early 19, late 40s, early 1950s. And he um And and he basically volunteered for the U.S. Army as a legal migrant, legal immigrant. And as a result of that, he became a naturalized citizen. So – there, there's a, there's a process there, but the difference is, here's the difference. He was here legally. And right. so we, we have it. And, and what, what this congressman is, is doing essentially is extending what sounds like a good idea. That's basically the same thing that my dad did, except legally to those who have broken the law to get here. <clears throat> now that's what, that's where this, this really falls apart, I think, and where then you have to say, okay, well, uh, how how seriously do we take the the illegality of coming into the country without authorization and how seriously how how can we really vet the folks that have done this? That's the other question I've got. And this right. sort of goes to that story of a tenfold increase of Chinese nationals uh, into the country. I mean, we're we are ostensibly in a Cold War with communist China, and 100%. then you have a tenfold. So, what would have happened? Here, here's an interesting thought experiment. <clears throat> In the early 1980s, late 1970s, if there was a tenfold increase of Soviet citizens that crossed into the United States through or whatever Vietnamese. means. Or Vietnamese, yeah, or anybody from a from a communist country. Then what would have happened, do you think, in, in those days? It would not have been received very well. We certainly wouldn't have said, hey, let's put all the Soviets in the U.S. Army. This is probably not a good no. idea. Yeah. The, the, <clears throat> that,
0: this is the part that, you know, again, trying to explain to somebody 60 years from now what this moment right. is like. I don't know this. I don't know. I, I had the ability to articulate the frustration. Oh, exactly. And the overwhelm and the just disgust and, and all these things. It's like, okay, let's say that your, your motives for doing this, this congressman, all these people, let's say your motives are entirely pure. Sure. What has the government ever done like this successfully where they haven't bungled <laughs> it and just like screwed it? Like, like I'm, not, I'm not even joking. Like, yeah. give me something that's one-tenth <laughs> as complicated as this, that the government's done well. <laughs> and let's look at that and and say, okay, well, if you can do that, then maybe we open the door for this. We're talking about, okay, so so best case scenario, they have great intentions, and we're gonna and forget the the Chinese folks coming over. for And again, I like listen. If I lived in communist China, I'd want to get the hell out of there too. Yeah, I get that's it exactly right. Yeah. I'm not I'm not criticizing those people. I right, get it. Right. I also recognize there's eight billion people on the planet or whatever, and they can't all come here. Like, no. No. Like, so I I understand that is reality, and I understand the reality of if I lived in communist China, I'd want to get the hell out of there too. So I I, I get both of those things. We gotta navigate something in the middle. But let's say these guys who are doing these policies are not being influenced by any outside forces, and I truly believe this is the right thing to do. There's also hours and hours and hours of video of people coming from places like syria and iran where they literally chant death to america on a regular basis
1: right, right yeah so if we
0: allow this illegal illegal immigration or illegal immigrant be- can become soldiers on a quote-unquote pathway to citizenship there's no way you could say well you can do it if you're from you know canada but you can't do it if you're from china or you can do it from sure. china but you can't sure. do it if you're from syria that ain't gonna yeah. fly right there, there's no way that you could you could do that any kind of way that would make any kind of rational sense. So that right. So the doors are either open or closed. Right? right. And so why wouldn't a country like Syria or Iran or China even send people and say, these buffoons are like, not only are they welcoming the Trojan horse, they're building the Trojan horse for us. That's right. And like putting an escalator in to load our people into the Trojan horse. What is it is it <laughs> It's it stymies me. I, I
1: can't even there's so many possible things that could go wildly wrong with this. I don't even know yeah. where to start. <laughs> well, and, and I think, <clears throat> I think you have to go back to, to human nature, to basic human nature. And the question you asked at the end, I think is sort of is the money question. And that is, if I'm an, if I'm the Ayatollah in Iran, if I'm Kim Jong Un, if I'm Putin, if I'm Xi and I want to hurt America and I know that the door is open, then why wouldn't I do that? Yeah. for there there is no and, and I don't know that there's anybody that can answer that question it's it's so obvious if your enemy leaves his front door open and and basically welcomes you with open arms and then not only says that but hey can you guard, after you come in my house after you walk in the front door where you're not supposed to be can you kind of guard it and make sure everything's okay right <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's i think it's that madness. what
0: happens is again i it, for me it it seems to always come back to they wouldn't do that. China wouldn't send people <laughs> over here to, oh, but they would. to to do that. Like if China didn't like us, they would sink a battleship. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, like it feels yeah. to me like people are stuck in a, in a, not only a cold war, but a world war two style idea of what war would be like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. where it's, it's <laughs> battleship against battleship and trenches with, you know, rifles and well, that's really expensive. And it would cost a lot of your own people's lives you know, to, to do something like that. And, and we are isolated by two oceans. Like, right. we, we do have a geographic advantage in those areas. Like, that would be really expensive in both money and death to people if you cared about that kind of thing. I don't know if the Ito cares about that kind of thing or not, but whatever. Um, but it seems to like the idea of the people who dismiss that, it seems like it always goes back to they wouldn't do that. Whether it's our people or their people. They get they just give the people too much of a benefit of a doubt. And I I on one hand, I kind of appreciate living in a world where that might be
1: true. On the other hand, I'm like, <laughs> you're freaking crazy. There's no way they wouldn't. Of course you would do that. Well, and I think I think what people the, the place people really get it wrong is is in such institutional trust that Well yeah, maybe the Ayatollah would do that, or maybe Communist China would do that, or or crazy, you know, young Kim would do that. Uh but but surely our government wouldn't allow that to happen. Surely they'd tell us or they would stop it or surely that yeah, that couldn't could never happen. Because yeah, maybe maybe we're letting in agricultural workers from Honduras and Venezuela, but certainly they would know the, the, the powerful people, the elites would know if mixed in those, there were, you know, terrorists and such. And we've, we've probably caught all the people on the terrorist watch list, except we know that we've, they've, they've turned away, you know, hundreds on the terrorist watch list and there's, Millions of of what do you call them? Gotaways, gotaways uh, and we don't yeah. know who they are. So uh, either we are, if if there if there are no terrorists wandering around the country, then we are the most lucky people in all of history because we just happened to catch the few hundred uh, that were the terrorists, and among the millions, there were just people that were agricultural workers. I mean, <clears throat> somehow yeah. that 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 scenario doesn't really pass the smell test.
0: And then you start folding in, you know, I don't have the stories pulled up. They're easy to find, though. This, these are not things that are really in much of a debate. The, 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 the land that China has purchased near military bases, yeah, yeah. The, the millions of acres of farmland that we no longer own that's owned by Canada and, and China and other – I don't remember all the countries off the top of my head. But, you know, you know I remember, like, learning about history in, in wars, and one of the things that they would do is attack the supply chain yeah well the major a major part of the supply chain was food (laughs) right exactly so you start looking at okay so we're 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 bringing in record numbers of people from arguably our greatest threat geopolitically which is china okay sure and they are buying land at a record pace next to our major military installations including like where the stealth bombers are located and like things (laughs) like that like these i'm not talking about like you know, military installations where, you know, it, it, it's they're making latrines. I'm talking about right. like top secret kind <laughs> of stuff and important stuff. And they're buying farmland at a record pace. I, seems to me, now. I'm no military guy. I'm no military genius by any stretch. But it seems like those are two big pieces of the military supply chain is food and whatever's housed at the stealth bomber site or other well, military sure. installations.
1: <laughs> well, and I mean, e- and even even if you assume that the elites have those places protected well enough that, you know, somebody somebody bad isn't going to get in. What about, you know, I, I regularly drive by the power stations, the, the substations out here, you know, yeah. near my house. And <clears throat> it doesn't seem like it would be that difficult if you had, just say, how many we've had millions of literally millions of people in the last several years come in this country. We don't know who they are or where they're from They're, right. You know, some of them, we know who they say they are because they've been, you know, I'm from here and I'm claiming asylum. Okay. Well, go wander around the country for a few years. We'll call you when you're, when your yeah. court date's ready. Um, but what if, what if one, one hundredth of 1% of those folks uh, had ill intent and all of a sudden, on a Thursday in March, decided that uh, with some help from people that don't like us, and there's plenty of people that don't like or resent the United States, or that want us maybe not destroyed, but knocked down a few notches so that we don't, you know, fiddle around in their neighborhood like in Southeast Asia. Um, <clears throat> what if on that Thursday in March, they, in some kind of coordinated way, because we have these things called cell phones and the internet, that we can talk to each other without, in theory, being interrupted, um, took out 20, 30% of the substations in the U S or, you know, or in, in some way took out the highway infrastructure or, the, or somehow or poisoned the water, the water for,
0: for Yeah, for like Mount Shasta to LA or something like that.
1: Or- yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking because of how dependent we are as Americans, uh, you know, we, we would have mass starvation on our hands. And, you know, I mean, Safeway would be empty in about three hours and yeah. there'd be no food because that's where food comes from. So it that that's not a stra I don't think I think knowing here's the thing, Brian I think knowing human nature, I think what we have to come back to and if I were to communicate anything to Kenny G in the future, it's this human nature. Changes very, very little from generation to generation, from century to century, from eon to eon. We go back and we yeah. see the things that happened a thousand, two thousand, five thousand years ago, and we see the same things happening now. That's as the people, we evolve and lots of cool things happen and we're, we got the internet now and Kenny G will have flying cars and robot dogs and it'll be all wonderful. But, <clears throat> but humans will still be humans. And what we know about humans is that in these kinds of situations that have happened over and over and over, Bad people will take advantage. People that want something for themselves that don't care about other people will take advantage. Or other tribes, other national tribes, seeing yeah. the weakness of the most powerful tribe on earth, aka the United States, they will take advantage. It's not a question. And whoever it is in Kenny G's time, maybe maybe in, in Kenny G's time, it's uh, Australia is the most powerful country in the world, or or yeah. Chad, or whatever, Wh- ever the most powerful there's going to be a lot of people lined up <clears throat> ready to knock them off their high horse and to take advantage of their weakness when it happens. And it will happen. Yeah.
0: I, well, I think fun. that part part of, I, I think that I'm going to, I would amend what I said earlier that the primary argument is that people say they wouldn't do that. Maybe that's not as much of the argument as, as I first stated, maybe a second part of that is, We've evolved as a species so much that of course they wouldn't do that because <laughs> right. people aren't capable of that kind of dreadful Savagy, behavior yeah. That, yeah. that savagery yeah that barbaric behavior yeah. we we've outgrown that like mustard gas was a thing in nineteen fourteen but it's not a thing now I mean we no way can right. do that come on like that's not and so, <laughs> i I just don't believe that's true i i I think no. that, that, like you said that that people haven't done it to us because we have some. Very significant hurdles for them to overcome That's geographically, right. the the power of our military, the the economic, you know, there, there's like major hurdles to overcome. So we've been we've been lucky and isolated and we, we've had benefits that other, you know, countries or empires or whatever didn't have. But why again, I just go back to like if, if you hate America, which which I hate to tell everyone like they do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. China really doesn't like us. Uh, no. Iran really doesn't like us. Syria does not. They really don't like us. Turkey really doesn't like us. Like these people right. don't like us, except for the part we give them money right. <laughs> and we protect them from whoever they don't like <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. So We have these odd relationships where, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of a thing. But they really don't like us. They just don't. Well, and and, so and, you know, why wouldn't they harm us? Why wouldn't they come over and do these things? When we're opening the freaking red carpet for them. <clears throat> why wouldn't yep. they do that?
1: And, and, you know, who, whoever, whoever is the dominant power, it has, it was the same with Rome. We could keep going back to Rome, but that's yeah. a, it's a good example. It's a, it's a recent example. So go yeah. back to Rome, go back to Assyria, go back to Babylon, go back to, uh, you know, any of the ancient empires and whoever was the dominant power, somebody was jealous. That's one of those. This is one of those things that doesn't change from generation to generation. Is jealousy and envy. It's an ingrained human emotion, and it's going to play out whoever is in that top role. So it it wouldn't matter if it was us, or maybe, or maybe Iceland became the dominant power on the earth. You know, two hundred years ago. Well, okay, it would have been them. So it it just doesn't matter. And if we don't take into account human nature, and the predisposition of human nature, one to think they've got something that I want. And so therefore I think ill of them. And number two, if you've got what everybody wants, think, well, I get it. What everybody wants. Nobody's going to take it away from me because look how much better I am than everybody else. Those two things working in concert cause the downfall of nations. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that, um, it, it's the American nimbyism that I've been talking about the last few weeks. Sure, like it is. as long as it doesn't directly affect me, eh, it probably sucks. for Those people who have to deal with the migrants coming across and ruining their ranch lands been their generate their family for five generations, but it didn't bother <laughs> me. So yeah, I don't, you know, my taxes went up some or we're, we're an extra $4 trillion in debt since 18 months ago, last time I heard the number, but eh, I'm still, I am still making my boat payment. and my mortgage is still being met. Like it just feels like a level of complacency and, and uh, inappropriately assessing risk, I guess is kind of how I would look at well, it.
1: Yeah, we dis, It's it's that it's that it's complacency, it's normalcy bias, and it's disconnect. It's being disconnected from the broader story that's going on, and being hyper focused on our own local narrative. And right. you know, in our own local narrative, things are okay. <laughs> But, you know, yeah, that's that's just Seattle. That's just Portland. Yeah. That's just wherever. And,
0: and again, balancing all that stuff like like, you know, you and I were talking about this stuff like we we clearly care about this stuff. It it really does bother me. Yeah. And I only have so many years on this planet. Right. <laughs> and I want to spend time with my kids and grandkids. And I want to right. <laughs> I want to do things that are fun and I want to ride my motorcycle and I want to travel and I don't want to have to worry about this stuff all the time. And, and it's overwhelming. And, and what am I going to do to stop 8,000 people from crossing the border every day? Right, like, all right. these things are happening all at the same time. Mm. And so I, I totally get the part where people are just like, what am I going to do? Like, just I'll live my life the best I can until I can't live that way anymore. And then I'll adapt. I mean, I... I am starting to maybe be jealous of
1: that mindset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think, and I think that's, I, I think there's enough going on in most people's lives so that they can conveniently sort of plug their ears and ignore the, the stuff that's happening until it gets so bad that they just, that it's impossible. Yeah. But, but, you know, the, the illustration of these things, I think, can be found in what we saw on October 7th in Israel. So the, the idea that no human beings, we've evolved beyond that. Yeah. The, the, the Jews and the Palestinians, they got some problems with each other. And, but you know, the Holocaust, it could never happen again until you find, you know, children being beheaded and, you know, all sorts of things that show that we have not evolved. I mean, human beings as a species has not evolved above certain things that we thought or we hoped in our uh, Platonian view or utopian view of the world that yeah. we had evolved beyond. Yeah. I mean, we're only, I don't know what, 60,
0: 70 years from Stalin, like torturing and murdering. Who yeah. knows how many millions of Christians or whatever it was yeah. like, like people say, well, it's, it's just the Jews. It's just the Jews and Palestinians. It's just, this group It's just that group. Well, I, it's just whatever group doesn't go along <laughs> that's who it, that's, right. that's who it is it's not it's not because of some some agreed upon it's okay to just pester the jews (laughs) right i don't think it's just whoever is in the way i think that you know that that's the part that we kind of dismiss i think right
1: well and it's also i think the other thing that happens is so why why is the united states lived such a sort of an idyllic life part of it is because when you get so much momentum in a positive direction it's it's hard to knock that off it's hard to yeah. sort of knock over that train that's going so fast in a certain direction so it's not that that here that the system we've set up is just by the nature of the system is so infallible that it could never be corrupted it's the fact that it's got such momentum behind it such positive momentum behind it that it's really hard to knock off that's why you you don't have you know a, countries invading us that otherwise, if we were weak, would say, sure, let's let's take let's take a few thousand landing craft over and you know uh confiscate those California breadbasket fields that we could feed our country with. So I, I think there's a there's a certain amount of um I mean that's just a raw reality of I think what happens uh in a in a society that has been so successful but is losing its way. I think that's where we're at right now is we're a society that's been hugely successful and we're starting to lose our way. And that's why you find people starting to come and trying to knock us off our high horse because they don't think the system is strong enough to withhold, withstand them anymore. Yeah.
0: I do think, you know, the, the fourth turning, uh, the not the newest one, but the one that came out in 98 or whatever, yeah. whatever year it came out, it talked about um, these crises eras always come down to one thing you know and in, in the civil war it came down to slavery basically yep. right uh world war Two was stopping the nazis in japan and and in the revolutionary war it was the rev- you know founding a new country like you know we were there was uh so much tyranny from the perspective of the of the colonists that we had to you know we had to put a stop to that and but it always comes down to one thing and we never really know what the one thing is until the one thing is here yeah <laughs> and it, it's beginning to feel like me. Like this, this illegal immigration thing could be the one thing. Like, yeah. for example, <clears throat> there's, there's there's just a sheer volume of people coming across, and the sheer volume of people who, even if it's just one hundredth of one percent of people who come across, who really wish to do us harm. There's enough of those people here now that could really do devastating things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the, you know, what is it was eight eight million people, as roughly as the number over the last few years. So it'd be, I don't know what, 8,000 people or something like that, or 800 people, whatever it is, Wh- whichever number it is, yeah. there's more than enough people here to really do us harm Absolutely. if they if they wanted to, yeah. right? Now, you couple that with the guys a couple, couple weeks ago, as we're recording this, beat up a couple of New York City cops. They got released with no mm-hmm. bail. They come out of the courtroom, walking down the street, flipping the cameras off, yeah. and basically saying, F you, America. F you right. and you're like, we don't care about you. So you have that going on. You have... Uh, uh, more and more, it, it's 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 not quite mainstream yet, but it's it's even the mainstream media is starting to kind of get on board reporting like there's rapes happening, there's homicides yeah. happening, there's really bad things happening that are, are being perpetrated by illegal immigrants. Right. <gasps> and simultaneously you have like as I'm reading the story right now, you have. You know, you and I, when we fly, like I just flew last night, came home from uh, up to up in your area, the People's Republic of Washington. And I flew home <laughs> and I had to show my ID and I had to show all my proper paperwork. But there's a there's a there's a carve out. You don't have to do that stuff if you're an illegal immigrant. There's this there's this uh, sign here that was a picture was taken by somebody in the airport. I don't know. It looks like Miami Airport. And it's it's a notice for uh, non U.S. citizen document validation. Blah 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 blah. And it basically tells them if you're not a US citizen, just let us know and we won't ask you for your credentials. <laughs> oh, and also the pictures that you and I have to take have taken of us with the, the camera that's at the yeah. airport, we won't bother with that part either.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I mean go go back five years and and, and ask somebody there if they would think you're Saturday night live skip, Ryan. I mean, they would think that's right. a Saturday Night
0: Live. So, so you, you mash <gasps> all this stuff together, and it's again from my perspective. And again, I, I I don't love talking about this stuff because it sounds like I'm like rooting for this to happen. I'm not. I yeah. I wish they would turn all this off tomorrow. Absolutely. And I wish all this would stop. But I, mathematically, it's not possible for bad things, really bad things, not to happen at this point. Sure. If, sure. On the sure. path we're on, it's it's just yeah. it's a, it's a certainty. Like there's right. no way eight million people here. People came here illegally, who all love us and wish us nothing but goodwill. They're, they're all and saints. <laughs> it's already being evidenced, right? And and, yeah. then you, and then you add in the the money that's being handed them. Like I read a story that New York now is supposedly. I don't have any way to verify this, but ten thousand right. dollars per gift card or credit card. Yeah, um, people are being laid. You know, again, you you start when the, when the when the government or the policymakers or the or the people in charge, whatever their roles are. Start giving preferential treatment to people who are here illegally at the expense, not just in tax dollars, but including tax dollars and expense of opportunity and expense of whatever of the people who who pay for all this. Like, holy crap, is that a recipe for disaster? I mean, I, I don't know what you could do to to purposely create like if you had all kinds of power to do whatever you wanted. Right. I don't know what else you could do that would be more destructive for a country. Then this soup of stuff that I'm describing.
1: Well, and you have to, <clears throat> you have to also uh, figure into that equation, the bound, the, 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 the guardrails that have been put around the folks that have just done it the legal normal way forever yeah. and ever. In other words, if, if you or I, I've, I've had this before where I've talked about uh, immigration issues, et cetera. And so, well, oh, well, you're just a racist. You're just, you're just, a, right. you're just, a, you know, you don't want, you, you, you don't want the browning of America or something like that. Right, right, um, right. I don't know that the, the folks that are, the the thousands are coming in from China are, are really brown, but I guess that's a separate issue. You're not supposed yeah, to say I don't, something about that.
0: I'm, <laughs> but, not, I'm know, not sure should, which category that, that the, uh, the people who decide who gets to go to Harvard based on race. I'm not sure which box they would put them in. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Well,
1: works. you're, you're not, you're, you are you are not you can not bring that up, Brian. That's not fair. You're not supposed to talk about that. <laughs> but, but, but you see, I, th- I think what happens. So you, if you just took this one issue we're talking about right now, the, the illegal immigration and the likelihood, the, the almost the statistical certainty that among those people are a, a are a number of people that mean a serious harm. I mean, we know that there's a number of, you know, there's been murders, rapes, kidna- you know, there's been all sorts of things that we know about. that's in the mainstream news yeah, yeah. that are happening, yeah. you know, in, in, in those communities, but you, you, it's a statistical certainty that there are a lot of people in the that large sampling set that mean us the the country's serious harm, and then you've got plenty of anecdotal evidence such as the 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 stuff that we've seen happening at the darien gap in in, in yeah. um in panama et cetera but but you you take all of that and you say okay that's a thing now if that's the only thing, maybe we can handle that only thing. But if you take and wrap around the edges of that only thing, that if you complain about it, you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're whatever. If you take and wrap other absurdities around that, like, you know, one of the big stories in the news right now is – Girls being seriously physically lifelong getting damaged because of biological males who say they're girls, uh, participating yeah. in sports. If you, if you wrap that around it and, and then, and you say, well, how does that relate, Dave? Well, it relates because when you, when you pile absurdity upon absurdity, eventually the normal person just their, their head explodes. It's just, they, they yeah. just like, I, I can't deal with any of this. You're telling me that, that this six foot five dude with a beard is a girl and he's going to play in my yeah. kindergarten. And, and you're telling me that these, the, these folks that have come in from another country don't have to show ID. And I get in trouble when I, you know, right. if I don't have my driver's and license Ten thousand dollars for showing up and I,
0: and I I'm funding that. And you're going to call me a racist if I question it while I'm funding it that's right.
1: I mean, so so you get to a point where society is a joke. It's absurd. it's complete. now let me give you another very small local example that I learned the other day this is this is very local, sorry, Kenny G, but I went in and I, I discovered that in Washington State we have to pay tabs. We have to buy uh, tabs for our cars, uh, licenses, license plates, yeah. etc. such. I just did and, that for my
0: car there on uh, on
1: Saturday. Well, I, I'm sorry, Brian. You're an idiot. You shouldn't have paid it. Um, and here's okay. what I mean. No, no. Let's listen, <laughs> listen. So I went in and and I I looked at the back of my car and uh, my my tabs expired in August of last year. So yeah. I'm like, Oh crap. And I'm like, I am the luckiest guy on the planet because cops follow me all the time and have never pulled yeah. me over. I mean, I get, right. you know, and if they did and they told me I would have gone. So I went in and, and, and I uh talked to them and I said, oh, okay, yeah. You want to renew that? And I said, well, yeah, don't I have to? They said, well, you could wait till August, you know, that's only, and then you, you don't have to pay for next year. I'm like, what? And so I, I, I asked somebody and I'm not going to say where. So you're telling me that, that buying tabs in, and paying this tax is, is an option in Washington state. And basically that's, and I started, I started paying attention to it. And there are all sorts of cars driving around here that have 2021 2022 now what does it have to do with what we're talking about it has something very specific yeah. to do with what we're talking about the the societal breakdown because of the absurdities that happen like I'm a law-abiding citizen now, I, I renewed my tabs for the for the record I renewed my tabs yep. so maybe I'm an idiot I don't know um <clears throat> but when society becomes so utterly absurd that you you've got these things that we're talking about happening people that are just normal folks say well, well why should I play by the rules? You know yeah. why? Why should I even I, bother?
0: I think that's true until they start seeing it negatively impact their children, and then I think they sure. get pissed. Well, certainly, I think that's where it turns to rage. Is where you know I think people can like look at it and say, okay, well, you know, I'm I'm going to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do, right? But and and yeah, it's absurd that I had to show my ID to get on the airplane, but the guy who's here from El Salvador does not have to, right. and like that. But but I think where it will make a, a gigantic leap is when those immigrants children or those immigrants will get benefits that law abiding sure. taxpaying citizens, children don't get. Sure. I think that's where they will probably go from answer. Yeah, right thing to do by my tabs to F this We're we're, you know, where's, where's my, where's my, uh, what do they call those things? The, the, it's the, fork. the yeah, where's the pitchfork, right? So it, it feels to me like again, I don't know if it's worse if the people in charge think this is a good idea, or if it's worse if they know it's a good idea and they're letting it happen. You. I don't know which is worse, but it does feel to me like this is a good candidate to be one of the, if not the, the topic. Sure, that unravels things to the point where people are are willing to, you know, dig in their heels and and just not budge and and. Yeah whatever that would look like it would look like but it it just the the level of absurdity the level that the the volume like you just this soup that's being created is just like insane and and there's no possible way it ends well if you're a tax-paying yeah. citizen that has any hope of a you know seeing a country like we were raised in like again yeah. like it just it just seems like that's, that's an impossibility at this point.
1: Well, and, and there's no possible way it ends, it, it reverses itself incrementally. You see, so this is, this is the irrational hope that the average person who's caught up in normalcy bias and who's caught up in, yeah, but it's not happening in my backyard, not, you know, the, this is, this is the, um, the hope against hope that won't happen and that is that it's going to well yeah it's gone the pendulum swung that far it's going to incrementally swing back and you know we'll once again arrive at a at a time when you know uh men compete with men and women compete with women and we have borders and and you know we're not letting terrorists and murderers and rapists in and such you know that 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 notion that it can incrementally creep back i think and you know i i'm a positive person i'm a glass half full kind of person i i I don't like to believe that it will take a disaster, an out and out, you know, nationwide, perhaps global disaster to reverse course. But looking at it historically and again, through the through the lens of sort of the demographic uh, shifts that we see uh, in the fourth turning and the pendulum and other 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 works that have documented this, um, I don't see any other way it it's yeah. it's you know you can just hope that it would, it would take a, a level
0: of in the Ooh. the next video I'm going to show you here is going to kind of speak to this ironically it would take a level of rationality and objective objectivity and like critical thinking and and being really solution oriented and and a level of team building for lack of a better term uh, that we just have not seen in in Decades at this point, like that, that the person with those qualities I've not seen on a national stage. No, in in some, I mean JFK might be the last one. I mean, I don't. I mean, the the kind of (laughs) the kind of person that could, you know, a a Reagan type wouldn't do be able to do it. There's just no way that would be be too polarizing. Um, the the kind of person would take to have all those qualities to to bring this up and to to really unite people, like really solving a problem. And getting past the tribalism, I don't. I don't know that I've seen that person in my life. I, I just. I don't. I don't know that I have.
1: Yeah. Well, I. I don't know, and I, you also wonder if that person's out there. Are they even going to bother? I. I <laughs> don't know, know why you would. I mean, it like. <laughs> because it's like you no. gotta you gotta be no, me, like me, you, me, you gotta have an ego me, that's the size of the size yeah. of Texas in order to yeah. try and and take on that. Because it's it's just so So let me let me show you something
0: that gives me a little bit of hope. And for those listening, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to want to turn your volume down a little bit. Not all the way. You're going to want to hear this, but turn it down some and you'll understand when I play this. This is the kind of thing that gives me some hope, though, Dave. So this is like a short 10 second clip. Uh, This is a person filming somebody in. I think it's her neighborhood. And there's a rainbow flag painted on the street. So just t- take a listen to this.
1: This is the Gaberhood, and you are not welcome.
0: That's why I need to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so this is... <laughs> she welcomes this guy to the Gaberhood, not the neighborhood, the Gaberhood. And then he starts speaking, and she just begins that shrieking. <laughs> and, and this, it gives me some hope, though. Because so tell me, I, I, want, I, I want to hear this. I think that people are getting tired of that. Yeah, I really do yeah. think that they, they don't have the time or energy or desire to analyze the, the border situation. Like you and I have just spent 45 yeah. minutes talking about all the, the, the pieces of that border thing yeah. that make a really ugly soup or whatever. I don't think people are interested in that so much. I do think they're interested in not being around people like that. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I do think that they are are aware that for too many years, we've let people like that decide what is culturally okay and what's right. not culturally okay. That's right. And yeah. we let people like that decide what should be taught in schools and what shouldn't be taught in schools. And I think that is I, – I feel like that's beginning – the pendulum is beginning
1: to swing a little bit. Yeah. Do, you, do you agree with that? No, or, I, or do. no? I do. I do. I think that there's people <clears> – <throat> I think that there's people that are – that are uh, they 've had enough they 've just really had enough and and yeah. you, you mentioned it earlier, and I think this is the, the tipping point, the, the social societal tipping point for a lot of this stuff is going to be kids and is going to be the, the environment that kids are raised in, whether it's, it's that kind of situation with a, a screaming, screaming lunatic, uh, controlling societies, uh, controlling the local society, or whether it's the schools, you know, or shoving certain, you know, ideologies down kids' throats at schools. I I think that, that's that. that's what's going to animate people to really get to really get excited and to really get involved because it takes a lot to yeah. get us off of our couch it takes a lot to get us uh you know up from watching tv at night and you know all yeah. those kinds of stuff and get involved
0: uh, yeah it's funny you mentioned that i was going to say that we are a generous bunch but you're right it's equal parts generosity and and laziness, laziness. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, well, it is. I mean, well, and, and it's also it's also self interest. So, like, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I spend the vast majority of my days and a lot of my nights running around doing business stuff that's you know interesting to me and fulfilling and meaningful and all this kind of stuff. And so, you know, and and I've got you know I've got family. You know, you get you've got all these things you're doing that yeah. are of interest to you and are are fulfilling to you, and it's like. Do I really need to go down to that neighborhood meeting about how this wackadoodle ideology is being shoved down kids' throats? Yeah. Um, you know, what is it going to take to put my own self-interest aside and, and say my broader self-interest is caught up in the, in the, the survival of my country and my community? That's when, 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 that, when those neurons snap and when those synapses in the brain connect and say it's within my own self-interest to not stand in front of the shrieking person and let them shriek at me anymore at that point, then I think, and and when enough people do that, then I think at that point you do see a significant pushback. Now that pushback is not going to be, as I said earlier, it's not going to be just incremental because the the other side's not going to incrementally walk back. No. They're going to push that much harder, and then yeah. you have conflict. <clears throat> I think what what I I'm envisioning at
0: this point, or or predicting, I guess, is again, I think that by and large, our society is one that where we give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, we, we 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 assume that even if I don't agree with them, they're coming from a place of like they 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 want to do the right thing. Yeah, goodwill. And I think that that is changing because people like that that, that clip we just played, like that, could be your third grade teacher for your kid and they say we're not going to we're, we're going to say christianity is bad for example and we're going right. to salute the gay flag every morning and then i walk in as the parents say that's not you don't no. have the right to do that and they shriek like that in response right they don't even they don't even dignify me with a response they just they just shout me down right i think that is where people will say why am i listening to this person why am i engaging in this why yeah. am i considering their point of view yeah. and it will turn all that off which up to this point People, by and large, do look, take in their point of views. They, they do yeah. or, you know, They do listen to their points of view. They do say, well, maybe I am too rigid on this. You know, I, I, again, they may come to the conclusion that they're not, but they will, by and large, entertain the thought.
1: Yes, that's right. And I
0: think that when, <clears throat> when that kind of re- retort is what we get – when we question things and say like, "Why is this? Like, why am I?" The guy was. I think he was basically saying, "Why am I not welcome?" Because she said right. it was the neighborhood. Right. He's like, "Why am I not welcome?" And that, right. that was her response. She started shrieking, and I think that's when people will be like, "Why? Why am I doing this? Like, why? Why should I consider this person's point of view at all?" Yeah, and they'll just need to, to shut him down. So I, I kind of think that the pendulum is swinging some on that. Well, I don't think it's going to help on the they they the, the border and those big things like that. But I do think on a. Person to person level, it's beginning to change or people just don't entertain those.
1: They don't consider their points of view. They're not, they're not going along just to go along now. Yes. But here's something to chew on. And that is, I, I think the border issue and this issue, the societal issue, I think they're connected. And here's how I think that. Once people have decided in on one thing, whatever thing that happens to be, whether it's the border, and you know the the, or whether it's what happened to you at the airport, or whether ha- what happens in the in in that sort of uh, societal uh, thing that you just played, once people say I've had enough of this, they're going to be more open and they're going to be predisposed to say, you know what, I've had it on a lot of things. Yeah, I'm sick of it on this level and on this level and on the schools and on, yeah, yeah. You know, they're going to say, and, I'm another sick of it all. and another thing, and another thing. Exactly. 100%. Exactly. And I, see, I, that's I when, 100%. that's when a societal flip, I think, does happen. And, yeah. and because it's, I, so I think there, there's an issue that's a catalyst and, but that catalyst issue, it doesn't just, Reside in the in the sort of the 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 realm of the of the catalyst. It it then spreads like wildfire into yeah. We're just not going to take it anymore, and it is very big. Yeah, and I think that you know I complain about the lawmakers
0: and the Congress people and whatever. They're there because that's who we put there. Yes, I think once once that flip happens, you're describing a new type of representative will be. That's right. Uh, sought after yes. and will be put in. And I think that's when things will start to rapidly change on things like the border. Yes. It may take a couple of years to the next election cycle or whatever, but the people that represent us, they kind they of do represent us. They're, they're, they're complacent, right. they're passe about this stuff, yes. just like we are. Yep, And then all of a sudden we won't be passe about this stuff anymore and complacent. And then we will put people in place theoretically who represent those new, that new level of urgency and those new needs. And then they will Fix this stuff. Yep. I just hope it happens before really ugly things happen because, like, yeah. like we've said before, it's a mathematical certainty that the volume of people come over yeah. uh, and, and just and the, and the border is one. It's not the thing, it's a thing. There's like a nine thing. things yes. like that that That's are right. these really That's big right. things like that going on. So,
1: That's right. um,
0: anyhow, uh, don't forget you can go to unsilentpodcast.com to uh, see our social channels there. If you want to leave a comment, we'd love to hear what you think. You can do that on uh, Rumble Channel. That's probably the best way to, to leave a comment. We'd love to hear your take. And if you think that we're explaining something to Kenny G. wrong, we'd love to hear it. And uh, until this, th- uh, until next time, this is David Bryant signing off. I'll see you next week. Do you want to be unsilent? Make your voice heard on our social media channels and share where you think we got it right or wrong. Go to
1: unsilentpodcast.com for social links so you can join the discussion.